When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Happy Tennessee Harmony Day. Uh, we have a very special uh, show planned for you today. It's going to be awesome. The studio is absolutely filled. By my count, if I, let me use my hands in, our hands in. To, there's seven people in the studio right now. Four of them on camera. Anthony Walker's here as he is every Wednesday. Bryson Gray is here uh, to help us out today. And TJ Moe is still in town. Uh, so, and then also joining us via Skype, Virgil Walker, round of applause for uh, Virgil. Full house today as we have a special uh, Tennessee Harmony about Andrew Tate. And, and Andrew Tate is the uh, influencer that lives in Romania now and uh, is involved in some controversy with the Romanian government and Romanian criminal justice system. He's done several interviews while under house arrest at his home. Tucker Carlson was there a couple of weeks ago. And then late last week, I think it was late last week, uh, Candace Owens released a three-hour video that was either on Friday or Monday. I, I, I can't remember. They all, the days all run together for me, but I think it was on Friday last week. She released a three-hour video with Andrew Tate. We've had previous discussions on this show about Andrew Tate. I didn't know where I fully stood on Andrew Tate. Uh, I can remember Royce and Bryson. Yeah, when Royce was in town a couple weeks ago, Royce and Bryson and I had a very spirited discussion about Andrew Tate, and then we had a Twitter spaces about it. I I've since done more research. To obviously, I've watched the Tucker interview. I watched the full three-hour Candace Owens uh, interview. I've seen all Liz Wheeler's videos and other people that have responded uh, to the Andrew Tate discussion. And so today... We're not gonna discuss uh, guilt or innocence over in uh, Romania, one, because there's no conclusion I feel like I can reach on his guilt or innocence. I don't know anything about the Romanian criminal justice system, and I, I don't have time to read through all the court documents. And, and anyway, I'm just not qualified. What I do feel qualified to do is have a discussion on whether or not Andrew Tate is a force for good, or a force for evil, and I've landed <laughs> where, I, where I think Andrew Tate is, and the reason I wanted to discuss this on Wednesday during our Tennessee Harmony is I wanted Anthony and Virgil and Bryson and TJ to uh, help me have a conversation, help me understand <clears throat> what is an antichrist figure? And, and because as I watched 
Andrew Tate's videos and all the research I was doing, I was like, whoo, <laughs> this, for, to me, fits the definition. This is a wolf trying to cover himself in sheep's clothing, that he's under attack because uh, the world is against masculinity and the world is against the values that he's preaching. And, and you know, he's trying to inspire young men and the world's just out to get him. I watch this stuff and I go, yeah, he's trying to inspire young men. He's trying to take them straight to hell. Uh, that's my take. And it, it kind of, he's, he's like right wing Barack Obama. The conservatives, many have caped up uh, for Andrew Tate in a way that I think the left has caped up for Barack Obama, and it doesn't matter what Barack Obama supports, from gay marriage to abortion to whatever, man, he is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and it doesn't matter what form of female exploitation Andrew Tate was involved in and won't apologize for, well, he's still all right because he promotes masculinity. That's a tough pill for me to swallow, and so we're gonna have a Tennessee Harmony discussion about that. We're gonna play a lot of clips from his interview from Candace Owens, and we'll get to the body. Force for good, force for evil. We'll, as we love to do on Wednesdays, we'll ask uh, Anthony Walker uh, to bless this conversation, and then we'll get into it. Father God, we are thankful for today and thankful for your blessings. Father, we pray uh, that as we have this discussion today, that we uh, deal with it uh, with the word, we deal with it with love, uh, we deal with it with truth, as we do here on Fearless. We're thankful for this platform, uh, and we pray for those who are listening, uh, that they may gain a better understanding of what your will is. We're thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, guys, we're going to start here. Everybody take 90 seconds, two minutes littlest 60 seconds, whatever. Answer this basic question, and we'll start with you, Virgil, over Skype. That way you're fresh on my mind. We got so many people in studio. I've told Virgil, text me if I forget about him at any point in this uh, conversation. Remind me to bring him back in. But just everybody, we'll start with you, Virgil, and then we'll go Anthony, Bryson, and TJ. Uh, Andrew Tate. Force for good or force for evil, based yeah. off of what you've seen from the interview with Candace and other places. Well, I've, got, I've had a chance now just in preparation for this interview to watch more Andrew Tate in the last you know, 24, 48 hours than, I've, than I have the whole, my, my whole life. Uh, but needless to say, I, I don't think he's a force for good. Uh, Andrew Tate lives in a space uh, where, where masculinity uh, has run amok. Uh, boys have no direction as it pertains to how to be what it takes to be a man. Uh, and so they're, they're gravitating toward a, a hyper masculine male uh, who's, who's, you know, has a bunch of bravado uh, rather than really something substantive. Uh, Andrew Tate is pointing people to himself uh, and to what he's able to do. It's all about him. Uh, all of these things are just are, are absolutely destructive when you examine the fruits of his life. What he reminds me of primarily is uh, uh, he, he reminds me of a of a Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, if you remember the the, the gay 
uh, kind of uh, provocateur who was kind of conservative, who everybody kind of loved, uh, who got banned from Twitter. He reminds me of that. Someone who's able to say provocative things, diagnosis things well, but the absolute prescriptions that he's prescribing as solutions are all are all based upon who he is, his personality, his motivations, and the like. So he's indeed problematic on a lot of fronts. Anthony? Um, Andrew Tate, from what I was able to gather from these interviews, he is living out the fantasy of a f- immature 14-year-old or teenage boy. Uh, he's talking about the women that he has, the cars that he has, how cool he is, and sure, he may attract that, but he's still living in this childish mentality and claiming it to be good. So uh, it's, it's a no for me. Right now, I think he's still a force for, <clears throat> for evil because some parts he sounded uh, like he wanted to repent for in the Candace Owens interview, but he still was praising materialism. Um, he still was not totally apologizing, but he said something that even most conservatives won't say. He said something that's a fact, and I think both things need to be looked at because a lot of things that y'all are saying about Andrew Tate reminds me of another polarizing figure that I'll bring up a little bit later, like exactly, precisely. But he said in that interview, which is something a lot of conservatives need to understand, he literally said, if you're a grown man and you can't not click a button to watch porn, you're not ready to lead. He talks about how how porn is so destructive uh, to man and society. And I think that is uh, important. So I think if he actually truly repents, then I think he'll be more of a force for good than most people because he's not afraid to speak his mind. But until he does that, he is currently still a force for Satan because you can't play both sides. Yeah, so I can't imagine doing a three-hour interview with someone about myself and not saying, Jesus said this, and this is why I do this. Never one time did he say, you know, in the Quran it says this, and I'm led by my Islamic faith, and I'm serious about this, and so this is who I'm trying to be. Never, not a single time. He referenced Islam and that Islam makes men, and, you know, I felt God when I was in the Middle East or wherever. He said some things like that, but never, he didn't quote a single scripture. He didn't quote, you know. Nothing. I can't imagine doing a three-hour interview about why I do things and not saying, you know, in Matthew 6, it says this. You know, in Genesis 1.27, here's where my stance is on that. He didn't do it at all. So for a guy that claims to be serious about faith, and he does. I mean, he, he, he's very out there about his Islamic faith. Um, I, I don't believe him. There's just, I don't believe it at all. And so now, if you don't have any faith, again, I, I, I don't know nearly enough about Islam uh, or really many of the other face. I've done all, I've spent, I, I'm overwhelmed with Christianity. So I spent all of my time exploring that as, as much as I can. <clears throat> I just, I can't take you seriously in any way. I really cannot. And so I don't care what Andrew Tate thinks. I care, what are you committed to? Because if we have an objective reality or an objective morality through the Bible, I can then hold you to that standard. But it's just Andrew Tate's got a got a video out there and, you know, maybe it's tongue in cheek. I don't know. He's talking about, you know, would you sleep with a transgender man or a transgender woman? And he's like, give me the dude who looks like a woman. That's the guy I want to be with. And I'm like, Megan Fox. The, yeah. Megan Fox with a penis is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to Hulk Hogan, you know, that, mm-hmm. with the vagina. Right. And so <clears throat> that's sort of my stance on him. I, there's no real moral of. Uh, 
objective morality. It's just what Andrew Tate thinks in the moment. He won't apologize for what he did 10 years ago because that's the best I could do. Well, it's like, I'll apologize for what I did 10 years ago because I was an idiot 10 years ago. I'm sorry for that today. I wouldn't do that. I'm sorry. If I could go back, I wouldn't do that. I don't trust people who don't apologize. Um, Mm. And so I think he thinks all of the natural proclivities of men are good masculine things, and I think that's a foolish standpoint. We have all have awful natural proclivities as men, and that's why scripture is so important so we can see, here's our natural sinful proclivity, and here's where we wanna be, and we can all work on that together. So based on all of that, yes, force for evil. A, a, I've been stunned by the lack of humility. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, just for a grown man, mm-hmm. you, again, you live long enough that the world humbles you. And if when you and your brother have either been in a Romanian prison or under house arrest for four or five, six months and still no humility, none. And, 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 and at one point he, he acknowledged that, like, no, I got to take accountability for the situation I'm in. But, but again, it was said out there, but everything he said backed it up, undermined him taking responsibility. He's, and this is the first clip I wanna play where he said, he talks about the strength of Andrew Tate's message or, or, or whatever, and it, 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 again, it's part of his overall narrative that I'm under attack because they're out to get me because of what I'm inspiring in young men. Let's play the first clip. What they don't understand about especially the strength of my message is that to especially the young boys of the world, I'm cool. I'm cool. And, and I know they think that doesn't matter. But if you want to sit behind a desk and go, da, 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 the Republican Bill 304, nobody, can, you're a dork. So no one gives a shit, right? You're a nerd. I've got the big cars and pretty women and I, I live the lifestyle. If you want to really capture the youth of today, you need to get some kind of affinity with them. They need to at least want to be you to a degree. You need to at least be their hero to a degree. This is where liberalism wins. I don't think a lot of conservatives understand that liberalism's sexy. You do drugs, you run around, you burn stuff. It's cool. You get a party. Because what do conservatives do? Stay home, stay home, stay home. It's boring, right? At least... What they don't understand is that conservatives will sit there and go, he's a terrible role model because he has all these pretty girls in this fast car and he's a materialistic. That's the only that's the reason I can actually help the world. That's the reason young boys will listen to me. You said it yourself, 14, 15 year old boys, they'll look at my life and go, "Okay, I want to listen to this guy. They don't want to listen to me if I sit behind a desk and read Republican Bill 308. I don't read that crap. I don't know. And the man just argued that my wickedness and sin is what makes me a great role model for kids and why they'll follow me. That blew my mind and that's one of the first, I was like, oh, this is the Antichrist or wannabe Antichrist. And, and again, it, it, it's, I'm just telling you my gut reaction. And again, I, I'm trying to figure out what I, I certainly think this is not appropriate messaging and something I would have been pushing back for against in real time, but, 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 I just have never heard someone comfortably say that, you know, (laughs) the thing you guys got all wrong is, you know, you're playing by a set of rules and that won't attract kids. You got to cheat the rules and and you have to do immoral things to appeal to kids. That's why I'm the perfect leader. That's why I'm saying he he acts like a teenager himself. He acts like 
the older teenager, the one that can drive coming around some other little boys. And he's so cool because he's got this like, dude, that that message is not appropriate, period. But it's certainly not for men. As Paul says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I put away this childish thinking and he's thinking childishly, but it's attracting followers. And the way that we gauge your validity in the world today is how many people are following you, how many people are looking up to you. And then that validates who he thinks he is. And it just becomes this cycle of uh, destruction, basically. I love this interview. This might be my favorite podcast interview of all time. You know why? Because Andrew Tate is such a polarizing figure that it requires nuance and objectivity or you're going to find yourself bearing false witness. You know what I love? I watched all three of y'all go around a room. I saw you say something about the Antichrist, and I love this. I love this, you know, because Andrew Tate is a degenerate. <laughs> we all agree. What's funny is you, you said you don't trust nobody to do what again? Tell me. That doesn't apologize. said a few different things. Huh? You said you, said, you, said, you, said you don't trust. trust somebody who wouldn't name their faith as their guide. I agree. Beautiful. You said that, uh, you said that he... Uh, Talks about himself a lot, and you say he's like sort of an antichrist figure because he has a following. Uh, you said a few things also. And these, all these things are just so beautiful. The reason I love this interview because it exposes Christian conservatives. It exposes the whole plot. Mm. It exposes the whole plot. You'll see antichrist, but the Bible says about an antichrist. For starters, Andrew Tate can't be the antichrist because he's not somebody that talks about keeping the commandments and things of that nature. We know that the Antichrist in Revelation 12 will attack people that keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus Christ, which he's not even a qualified person to even do in the first place. And they will even, and, and by the way, the Antichrist will also um, be able to confuse the elect. So the, so the people in government, which obviously he can't do because that, that doesn't apply. Also in Daniel 7, it said this person will speak words against the Most High and attempt to change God's times and God's law. And in Daniel 11, it sort of implies that the person would be sort of gay also. But, you know, we can go deep into, <laughs> into that. <laughs> what I find interesting is humility. Do Donald Trump show humility? Does Donald Trump ever show humility? Has Donald Trump ever admitted he was wrong about anything? Uh, hold, hold on, Bryce. I, I got to stop you. because you make it. You make, no, Bryce, I'm, I'm scared of nothing now. Yeah. Cut it out. Uh, the point you made about the Antichrist is why I'm having this conversation, because yeah. I don't know and I want to be educated. I'm a very humble spirit, and I'll learn from anybody. Donald Trump has nothing to do with this conversation. Again, we're not having a Donald Trump conversation. Not, we're not, not doing whataboutism. I'm not, it's not, it's not, not whataboutism. whataboutism. It's not whataboutism. Yeah, but it's we're not doing it. I understand. I, we're not here to expose... Christian conservatives. I'm trying to have a conversation about Andrew Tate. This is my view on Andrew Tate. My view on Andrew Tate, because we we all have a conversation that depends about Andrew Tate. My opinion on Andrew Tate in the the pocket that you wanted me to see, my biggest takeaway was the response by Christian conservatives. My biggest Mm. takeaway is how polarizing he is and how it exposes how people are bearing false witness. How about this from from a Christian perspective? My issue with the Andrew Tate situation is a lot of Christians are willing to go as far as to bear false witness, bear Mm. false and be hypocrites. The Bible clearly tells you not to be hypocrites. So if we're going to come at this from a Christian perspective, unfortunately, I have to bring up the hypocrisy. And unfortunately, the biggest example of this hypocrisy is who everybody in this room has claimed to support at one point in time, including me, which is Donald J. Trump, which Andrew Tate brought up Donald Trump in his podcast with Candace Owens. And so if there was some hesitancy on my part to ever be critical of Donald Trump, I would go there with you. Uh 
And so when Donald Trump does an idiotic interview like he did with Candace Owens, trust we'll talk about it, discuss it, and I'll criticize Donald Trump on this show. I've listened to TJ criticize Donald Trump numerous times. And so I don't, Donald Trump is a distraction from a conversation I want to have about Andrew Tate. Now I will, we will, I'll come to Murfreesboro and do a conversation about Andrew Tate and Donald Trump on your show. I want to talk about Andrew Tate here and not get, because you start going down the Donald Trump path and you virtually, now no one talks about Andrew Tate and what I want to talk about on this particular show. Not about, I don't want to get into a conversation about he's a hypocrite, he's a hypocrite, I'm a hypocrite. But, but, but I get your judge and jury over everybody. No, I'm not. This, but this, that's this, not this, the conversation we want to have. We want to talk this, about This is about Andrew, Andrew Tate. Tate. The whole point of it is about Andrew Tate. It's about Heard it. Andrew Tate. Heard but, it. And now we're moving on. We can, we can move on. But I find we're, it funny how when somebody pushes back, it's always, I think I'm judging jury over everybody, or I think I'm this, or I think I'm that, when somebody gives a little challenge. No, 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 no. There, because okay. you, here's, what, here's what happened, Bryson. You said and criticized appropriately my take on the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. I would, I love that. Anybody that watches this show, if Christian, anybody corrects and points out something that I don't know, love it. So I'm not afraid of criticism or pushback. I don't want to talk about Donald Trump. I You're see. not the first person I've had to say on this show, hey man, the Donald Trump whataboutism gimmick is a nice gimmick, it's but not that's not what we're doing. That's not, but again, that's how I interpret it. That's, There's that's, things that's that I'm doing on how you interpret it. TJ, your <laughs> thoughts on the uh, clip of him, the strength of his message? Mm-hmm. Well, again, I don't believe in his message because, I like, what does he, he's inconsistent. It's just, yeah. don't worry about what I did when I was 25. Nobody would even see those videos if you conservatives didn't put them on the Internet. You know, 28 people saw the video. I'm like, man, you said it. You have an opportunity now to go back and say, guys, learn from my mistakes. Don't ever do that. If I could go back, I would never do that. But he won't say that. He says, apologize for nothing. He compared himself to Batman a couple times as the rich guy who just, it's just I can't get with a guy. Again, he, Virgil mentioned this, and, I, and I've heard people say this. Here is the true strength, his superpower. And the reason I think he's so powerful uh, influential is his ability to diagnose problems in culture is unparalleled. He can see problem, 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 problem. He's got no solutions. All of his solutions are garbage. He can't tell us where to go or what to do, but he sees the problems. And I think most people, um, those of us in this room, each of you guys are very good at diagnosing problems and saying, you know, here's our problem. But there's very few people who can articulate real problems in America today. They can feel that things aren't right. They can say that I, I didn't grow up with this. Or, this doesn't match up with my faith. But they don't know how to say it. So they won't even engage in the conversations with people. They can't tell you why trans is wrong. They can't tell you why gay is wrong. They can't. They don't know. And it's hard for people. I mean, look, my mother is one of these people, the most the sweetest soul that's ever existed. She will not engage in a conversation with you because she can't properly defend it in real time. She, you know, 20 minutes later, she can tell you everything she wanted to say about it. But in real time, can't do it. And so that's most of America. They, they, their blood pressure rises up. They can't get into conflict. It's not their most ideal spot. And so Andrew Tate doesn't care. He will F you to your face, and he'll tell you exactly what the problems are. And that, to me, is actually the real strength of his message. Now, he can't get anywhere past that. If, if we could stop the tape after he told you what the problem is, net good. Sign me up for that. But he won't shut up. 
That's what makes him, I think, popular, seductive, dangerous. I watched, and, and again, I'm not trying to say this to uh, disparage or uh, uh, I, I'm not, I'm a fan of Candace Owens. But, but man, he made her a fan in this interview. And she co-signed virtually everything that he said and expressed empathy to everything that he said. And I was sitting there amazed. And again, I know she's not a journalist, a classically trained journalist. And so she's just having a conversation and, and I wanna hold her to that standard. But my takeaway was like, this dude is incredibly charming. Yes. And it helped me understand like, wow, how when he explains pimps and hoes degrees and why he's so effective, watching him interact with Candace Owens, like, and, and part of me just in being real, I know guys, I've been very close friends with guys like Andrew Tate, and, and they all operate the same way and all have that gift of gab and charm and they can explain anything in their actions. It was amazing to watch. Virgil, I, I wanna circle back to you and, and your reaction to this first clip and anything you may have heard. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to, to, to watch him. Uh, he is incredibly charismatic. Uh, I've been exposed to a number of preachers who are very charismatic as well. Uh, just in the general sense of they, they own the room. He owns his space. The, the, the man is very intelligent. Uh, he's able, like you said, to string words together, to, to work his way out of any kind of situation. He will justify some of the worst behavior, uh, some of the most, you know, so, some of the most, some of the things that are, that we should, should be critical about. Uh, he'll explain it away in, in a way that you feel good about his explanation. Uh, and so that, that he's, he's worked on that. That's incredible. That's a talent that he has actually actually worked on. I still go back to in a culture that is that is deficient of real masculinity, particularly biblical masculinity. Uh, Andrew Tate it ha has great appeal uh, in a culture that that imbibes feminism, uh, it, where where the default for the for the entirety of culture is is feminism. This guy makes sense because again he identifies the problem. He articulates it well, and 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 I I I'll push back a little bit and say he does provide a solution, and, and the solution that he provides is more of him, like whatever he's doing, he's the solution. So he points to himself and what he's doing and how successful he is, how many cars he has, what kind of women he's into, all the things that he's amassed that that are all humanistic. They, you know, they're, 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 they don't hold to anything, any moral standard or any moral ethical code, except for what he's decided this week and changes the next or decided five years ago and it has now changed. He actually needs to grow up. What, what he does, and, and we'll watch this over some time, we'll watch him grow up and mature and change his opinions and change his views uh, with, with the hope that he'll actually find a true relationship with Jesus Christ and him crucified. Oh, you honestly think he's going to evolve or were you being sarcastic? I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I think he will. I think he already has. <clears throat> From 25 to today, he has evolved. Not in, not in all the best ways, but he's certainly, he, he has moved to a place where you'd say, at least today, 
So he said, no, I'm not going to ever say sorry for what I did. But then later in the interview, he basically said, I wouldn't do that again. Well, that's evolving. He's moved to a place that says, that was poor judgment. I would never be as crass. The stuff that I said on those uh, videos that you saw, very crass. I would never do that. If I, if I knew I was going to be the most Google man in the world, I'd never do that. That is evolving. Now, not nearly as much as we want. <laughs> Probably never, not even in necessarily the right direction other than to say, I still think that just wouldn't say it out loud, but that is learning something. So, and again, if he's actually serious about his faith, because I believe his brother's a Christian, I think, is that my right on that? I, I, he claims to be a Christian. Claims to be a Christian. <clears throat> All right. And his, his best friend, I think, claims to be a Christian. So he has some Christian influence around him. And if he is as serious about his faith, which I can't imagine he is after watching this interview, then you, if you realize there's something bigger than you, that will hit you at some point. I mean, you know, I think it was all just for Candace's, he was flirting with Candace, like, I mean, holy cow, I I couldn't hardly get through this, but (laughs) Candace was like, listen, you need to get married. If he ever gets married, he will have some of these realizations. Now, I think he's an idiot. He said, look, I'll get married to four women, and I can afford multiple marriages. That's what he said. I can afford multiple families. So, again, I'm just saying, I agree with, with Virgil's initial assessment, there's been some evolution. Not great, not as much as I'd hoped for in 10 years, but something. You see evolution, I don't know I, if, I, I didn't see, see any. I don't see, I mean, I, you're, you're looking at polish, but, but that doesn't mean change. You know, repentance is not just stopping activity. You're changing your heart and attitude even towards the things that you did. In the first three or four minutes of the interview, when he's describing what he did as webcam business, like, and, and then he kept saying, no one got hurt. I saw a gap in the market and I filled it. Like, you're not recognizing that even the things that you led people into, you got out of it with a lot of money, but some folk are hurt by that. Some folk are hurt by the, the, the market, the, the, the business model. They have been hurt by that. Maybe not physically and perhaps physically in some instances, but even looking back to the, I don't apologize for what I did because that made me who I am. No, the lessons learned helped to make you who you are, but the mess that you did, it's still wrong then. And if you're looking back on it with, ah, you know, I, I, I'm, I was just kind of a mistake. No, this was sinful. This was damaging. This was destructive. And if that's the message you want to send to these young guys that he says is following him, if you want to send that message, now that teaches me something. But if I'm just recognizing, hey, I can mess up, be wild and crazy over here and some kind of way make a lot of money and that makes me successful, that makes me role model, uh, that's, I, I, don't, I don't see the evolution. Justin, I want to jump ahead to a clip that I think hammers this point that we're on right now. It's one Tate says he's a net positive and that there's no light without darkness. This clip here blew my mind. Let's play that one. I want to say something quickly about the British school system. The English school system has attacked me and now they're trying to put me, they've spent billions of dollars trying to remove me from schools because young boys were running around saying, what color is your Bugatti and repeating my sayings. I don't think I can really truly be held responsible for the fact that young boys repeat a saying, especially one that's not particularly aggressive. I think that shows that the young boys are looking for a hero and someone to look up to, and I feel like I'm filling a gap. And that's why I understand it's so important. I say very good things and teach very good things. And I don't think I would have learned so much good if I hadn't been involved 
to a degree with the dark and the bad. I don't think there is light without dark. A lot of my lessons and a lot of the messages I give to the world come from the fact that I grew up in one of the worst areas of the Western world, surrounded by drug dealers, surrounded by real pimps doing real bad things, surrounded by broken homes. I learned all these lessons. And if I had never had those experiences and never grew up in that scenario, how could I be a person who's now teaching young men, disenfranchised young men, the realities of the world? How could I? We talked earlier about having a sheltered life. A sheltered life doesn't allow you to be the kind of man who can teach. So yeah, I spoke in a way I shouldn't have spoke. Yeah, I regret the video completely. Have I ever hurt anybody? No. Has any of the girls who are being mentioned in that video come forward with anything other than defense of me? No. Nobody was actually hurt. It was just very brash, very arrogant, very bad delivery, which I regret. I can tell you something right now. If uh, love with you as a human being, if I had to watch clips of me 10, year, 10 11 years ago, I would be so I would be red. Even the black girl go red. I couldn't. I couldn't even look. I wouldn't even want my husband to see it. So I feel your embarrassment. Well, this and, and, and this that's thing, why I, a part of me when I was when they were regurgitating these clips, I was like, this is so unfair. It's it, so unfair and, to yeah. to say I'm upset and by and large the stuff that you're saying to young men, even if there are certain things I don't agree with. Although I found it interesting that you said that peacocking is natural with men, because I think you're right now that you say it. I'm just a woman. And I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, but by and large, the stuff that you're saying today is not that. And so I just I think it's really. You, you got to be really careful if you're convicting somebody on who they were a decade ago. That that and there's several other clips similar to that, but but where Candace jumps in and cosigns and my instincts are the complete opposite in terms of the man just said that the bad stuff that he did is what made him great. And that would be me. You know, all them triple cheeseburgers I ate at Wendy's, that's what makes me the perfect person to tell you all X, Y, and Z. I actually agree. All of the time I spent inside a strip club, that is what made me a better person today. And so I regret none of it. I, I just don't, I don't buy it, but you do. No, because it's objectively true. So if you got down to 200, I don't know how much you weigh now, so you got down to whatever your what you believe is the correct way. You can say, I used to be just like you. You are a better teacher to somebody that is obese to say you can do it too. Wrong messenger, but I still think he degenerate. But I'm saying everything he said is an objective truth. Saying there's no light without darkness is Isaiah 45, seven. God created lightness and darkness. So that is a fact. There's no light without darkness. And if you went through something, you are a better teacher than somebody that ain't been through nothing. That's just, that's, that's, that's just a fact. Cause somebody, that person can relate to you that's in sin. I, I, for, for, the risk of my, let's say, gluttony, mm -hmm. so great, so stupid, so immoral, I could have been dead at 35, no opportunity to teach anybody anything at 55 or 56 or, or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, you know, all the time spent inside a strip club, chasing young women, could you know, all these things that you allegedly could teach someone and I'm the perfect person to teach, again, cost me real relationships, real relationships, cost me women that I felt like God put in front of my life that were the proper thing. So the cost, and all, to not speak about the cost and then portray it as like, yeah, this is what you need to do in order to reach people and to be a good teacher, I, j I just don't buy. Re relatability can help, but relatability doesn't make you better. 
To that end, Jesus doesn't relate to us in terms of sin. He never sinned. But the drunk on the street, uh, the person who engages in, you know, orgies and sex, he's not going to be a better teacher that, to, than Christ, the master teacher. Right. I don't I, I've never done a illegal drug in my life, but I have seen what they've done. I've seen the destruction that's done in my family. And I can tell somebody else I haven't tried it. But this is the results. This is what it's gone through. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I can hear relatability and we like that. But my issue with relatability as my uh, premier tool, and I think that's what he's trying to say, like, I've done this, so I'm better with it. If I, if I lean into that, that's how these uh, preachers who are leaning their whole message into, I just want to be relatable to the audience. I want to wear what they wear. I want to go where they go. Some of the reasons we criticize uh, Jason's uh, former <coughs> minister, but I'm saying that's, that's relatability run amok. So, yeah. So my only response to that is, I'm not saying it's the only way, sure. but I mean, objectively speaking, if somebody can relate to you, they, will, they are more likely to listen to you. That's literally why Trump won in 2016. Because when people saw Trump, and I'm using this as just another example, not in a bad way. I, I got we, it, Bryce, but, but I felt like it was already undermined by like, the standard over here is Jesus Christ and the standard wrong over messenger. here is Donald Trump. Wrong messenger. I, I, like, I, I said that when I said it the first time. I said this is the wrong messenger. But what he said is an objective truth. He's just not the person that should be saying it. Oh, but, but again, and I get that Trump won the election, but Jesus and 12 disciples created a, a religion that overpowered the world, the world turned the world upside down. And, and so I, I get that Trump won an election and, and we could, again, it, Trump takes us down a path where now we got to start arguing about why did Trump win? And because some people might think it's not because he's relatable. It might be because of what he represented. There's all kinds of different opinions we can reach oh about why Trump won. What's the problem with that? I'm just saying, bro. I really was using it in a positive example, bro. I got it, but I can disagree with your positive I'm, example. I'm, I'm not saying you can't disagree, but you're not disagreeing. You're just pointing out, like, I don't want to go down the Trump path. He's doing the same thing you did the first time. I'm, I'm, I apologize, Bryce, and I didn't mean to hurt so, you. So, <clears throat> I, I do think this is... <laughs> silly. I didn't mean to trigger you. You didn't trigger me, bro. All right. I think... I triggered you, but it's okay. I think what he's saying here uh, is just an extension of his I'll never apologize for anything because what I've done made me who I am. I think that's a flawed, terrible argument. I think... You are going to make a lot of stupid mistakes along the way that you could have, if you just listened to good advice, become the same person without touching that hot stove. Now you got a scar on your hand. Now you can't feel anything on your left pinky. You could have just not touched the stove and realized, hey, I saw somebody else over there who touched that stove, and now they got serious problems. So uh, all of these things to me, it's, it, it's basic flawed logic. I love your example about Jesus. He's not very relatable. He's never experienced a single sin that I've experienced. Mm -hmm. And I like listening to him much better than I like listening to someone who's been addicted to the same thing I've been addicted to or who have had the same issues over here. I, I do agree. How about Paul? That's the most quoted person. He's more quoted than Jesus by Christians. Would you rather follow Jesus or Paul? Come on now. You know my answer to that. I got it. So no, but, but, no, but, but, I, but I brought that up because Paul is somebody in the Bible who literally told you his experience as a, as a thing to get you to relate. I got it. And so I, I do think relatability is good, but not a necessity. And that's my point here. I would rather, but for instance, for, for the idea of gluttony, Andrew Tay actually talked about this a little bit, adopting the mindset of somebody that you would want to be like. Well, somebody with a mindset, I don't care if they've been 100 pounds overweight, somebody with a mindset of 
getting up at 4 a.m. every day and working out and being structured and having goals and journaling and all that. I don't need that person to have lost 100 pounds if I want to lose 100 pounds. I'm just going to work out with that guy who's clearly got it done. So it may help me to go talk to somebody, but I don't think it's the only way. And I think for somebody who maybe hasn't fallen into that, who's got a structure to stay away from it, that could work just as well, for me at least. That's what I'm saying. It it helps, but as a as that is my prominent tool that I'm going to use. I, I want to say, hey, this this guy has gone down this path. Jason brings up the you know his his situation, and I think about it as it relates to trainers. Now you know TJ, you go to the gym and the trainer is, you know, obese. They may have all the knowledge from the book. And they know and have lived by example, like, man, I, this is the path you don't want to go. You would look like me, but let me show you the workout. <laughs> You're going to be more prone to where you want to go in listening to this trainer over here who has the physique that, okay, now this is what I'm looking for. I appreciate your knowledge, but, man, this is what I'm looking for. The other side to what Tate is doing here in explaining, oh, I don't apologize for this because this made me who I am, It is this that has him in the situation he's in now, which is everybody's looking back at where you were. It's it's the whole, you know, crying wolf situation. The fact that people over here don't believe you is because you lied. Now, you can grow up in life and start telling the truth, et cetera. But there will be a segment of folk that will believe, hey, (laughs) you lied. So I have issues with trusting what you have to say. So Tate, you know, when you, you open it up perfectly, Jason. This is not about his guilt or innocence, but I think the fact that there is some vagueness about it is primarily because when he was on this side of his life, you sold some wild oats and that stuff is coming up now. And, you know, you cried wolf and and people don't believe you. I'm just not comfortable with a mature person not. And again, maybe he's not mature, but I'm not comfortable with Andrew Tate and or just Candace Owens like, hey, there's a cost yes. to your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And your mistakes are why you're under house arrest and, and perhaps the charges are all unfair like some people believe. But it's your mistakes in the past. It, it's this darkness that you think has made you uh, this great person and this person that's so relatable and the perfect person for this message actually has your freedom compromised and, and has you in this position that's where I try to do with all of my mistakes. And I'm not saying Andrew Tate needs to be like me and I don't know the dictates of Islam or whatever it is he believes. But when I don't, when I hear someone basically bragging about their mistake, saying this is why I'm great, it's, it's an immaturity and a dangerous immaturity and a message to young kids that that I just don't think is healthy. And that's what scares me. I want to bring Virgil back in. TJ, well, one Go thing ahead. to add, if I could for say, uh, you, you said, you know, he thinks it's unfair and there's no merit to anything. That's antithetical to his earlier message of men take responsibility for where they are all the time. Wherever they are, that's their fault and take responsibility for it. You be accountable. And this is all unfair. <laughs> like those two things can't coexist, but he's doing it. Virgil. When, when you are the end result of, of, of success, like he, he is the message. He's messenger and message. So he's delivering a message and, and he's the messenger rather, delivering the message and he is the message. So he has to be all of that. He has to be good, bad, 
indifferent. He has to he has to be God because he's pointing to himself as the source of it all. Rather than saying, I'm a flawed individual who is a train wreck mess, who recognizes his flaw, and I'm not pointing you to me as a messenger or as a message. I'm pointing to Christ because he's the perfect one. When, when you become that gospel message, that's when all of this is able to be scrutinized. That's why you can go back and look at 10 years of videotape. You can go back and look at what someone said. The reason why is because they're making the claim that they are the source, that they are the, the, the answer to everyone's issue, his bad and his good. None of those should be judged because all of it, quote unquote, made him who he is today. And he's telling you to follow me rather than saying, yes, all of what I did made me who I am and I am flawed and I recognize my flaw and I want to point you to the one who is flawless, who is Jesus Christ. So I don't know enough about Islam to, to know because that is my central takeaway from the interview. And it, it's like, follow me. And again, that's not our, that's not the message you're preaching on Sundays. Follow him. <laughs> well, because, because like Virgil's saying, his diagnosis is the problem, but the solution is look at me. Mm -hmm. And the look at me is the success, the money, the notoriety. I'm the most Googled man, at one point, when the most Googled man. Like, 42 Bugattis. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't some kind of greatness, uh, you know, you bring up Paul, Paul's point is, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm. Like we're still pointing back to Jesus. Paul says of himself, um, you know, this is the message that I'm really giving you, that Christ Jesus came to save sinners mm. of whom I'm the chief. Like Andrew is not saying, hey, I was the worst dude out there, man. If it, I was the man, this was completely horrible. And man, don't do any of that kind of stuff. And even He's saying, hey, yeah, that's what I did. And yeah, it was tough, but I wouldn't be here now if it weren't for all. Like, dude, turn it off from that and, and point it back to Christ. He gave away the game a little bit. Who he's really trying to be like is his dad. He said this over and over and over again. His dad's dead now. He's just trying as hard as he can to emulate and make his dad proud, who he thinks is looking down. That's all he cares about. So it's not about Islam. It's certainly not about Jesus. He's trying to, he loved his dad. He idolized his father. He's trying to, he thinks that's perfection. And so his own father and what he did to him, this, this is why his whole belief system is now based on things that he heard his dad say or how his dad raised him. It's just not a good thing to be following a flawed man. I... I... I heard that, but I didn't buy it. Mm. I, I, I heard that, but I didn't buy it. In ter I, he certainly was pointing to his father as this great influential figure, but, but I, I just didn't buy it. He was raised by his mom, and uh, he, him and his mom lived somewhere in West London or somewhere, yeah. he said, in the hood or whatever. Yeah. And, and so I, I heard that as part of the sales package. I don't know if I fully buy that him and his dad were this close. It's speculation on my part. Only he knows the truth, and his, his dead father. But but that's that that I, I didn't I didn't buy that. You talked about it with Tucker for a while I'm and not, Candace. And I know you've listened to both. Um, no, no, but I'm saying that's part of this. Everything to me with Andrew, it's a sales package. Maybe it's, it is. It's no different. It's no different than how he was running game. I saw a video 
where he said that the women would be sitting in front of a laptop pretending to type while he and his brother actually typed the responses. Yep. This guy is a salesman and he's got a story. And part of his story right now is I'm under attack because my message is so anti-establishment and so against the matrix and so inspiring to young boys. Any of these charges Romania has against me, that's not it. It's because everything is a sale and a con and, and that's how I heard the relationship between he and his dad. I, and thousand percent speculation, uninformed speculation on my part. But to me, his dad was in the CIA and playing chess and maybe, wasn't he a, a ladies man too or whatever? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know how much time he actually had for. Maybe all that's true. Um, can't comment on what's yeah. real and what isn't real. I will just say that for a guy that's so obsessed with masculinity, the first masculine figure in your life does have that sort of impact on you. And so I, I just think for, for, for me, when I think of masculinity, I think of my dad. And, right. it, and so <clears throat> I can see how it would have that big of an impact. Like his, his whole life, uh, we sit in here and we all try to be more like Jesus. And this dude thinks being more masculine is the real thing. And well, who was the first masculine figure in my life? It was my dad who was pushing me down. And that's why my mom and dad got a divorce. I don't think anything that Andrew Tate's doing is masculine. He does though. I know he does. But I think that's because he, he didn't have a relationship with his dad, that, that he's exaggerating it, I, I think. I, I, I think, because my father was not religious at all. Um, I don't know if I ever saw my father at a church outside of a wedding. Uh, but as it relates to, ma and my father was a ladies' man. I mean, much better looking than me. I mean, it, it, night and day. And, you know, women love my dad. He, that's not, my, my dad didn't define masculinity as exploiting women. And, and, and I'm not saying Andrew Tate's dad did either, but I just don't think his exploitation of women isn't masculine. I don't think he learned it from his dad. I, I, I think his dad and that chest chain, I think he sells his dad so hard to convince you of his brilliance. My dad was brilliant. He was a chess player uh, at the yeah. grandmaster level or whatever, I don't know what they call it. He was, was in the CIA. International master. Yeah, entered, he's in the CIA. I'm a chip off the old block. I'm just as smart and just as brilliant and just as visionary as my dad. It's a con. I want to take one second and, and talk about uh, our favorite uh, sponsor, Preborn. It is my prayer that there will come a day when abortion will be abolished. Then we will look back and see the atrocity of what has been done. We are experiencing the impact of abortion in our lives, the breakdown of families, the trauma that comes from women uh, being pressured to have an abortion, and the steep decline of morality that justifies this atrocity. How then shall we respond? Do we stand back and say, this too shall pass? Or do we rise up and say, I will stand for the innocent? Preborn stands for the helpless, and because of your generosity, Preborn is able to offer free ultrasounds to women. Once she hears that heartbeat, the chance of choosing life more than double. And years from now, when your grandchildren asked you, what did you do about abortion, grandpa, grandma, you can say, I saved a life through Preborn. I saved many lives. 
One ultrasound is just $28 to save a life. Just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Or go to preborn.com slash Jason. That's preborn.com slash Jason. Uh, I want to play uh, the clip uh, where Andrew Tate compares himself to Jay-Z in another rationalization of his webcam business. I mean, at the time, I was a lot less knowledgeable and I was younger and I made some mistakes. And just like I'm sure Jay-Z would never crack, sell crack again. Right. Exactly the same reason I would never make a stupid video saying something so stupid again. I also could have never predicted the fact that I was going to become one of the most famous people on the planet. Right. I didn't see that coming. And if I did, I would have been a lot more careful with what I said and how I said it. And I do think that it's part of every person's journey to make some mistakes and learn from them and grow from them. And I kind of find it interesting that... If I was a reformed drug addict, there'd be no problem. If I was a reformed murderer, there'd be no problem. If I was a mafia boss and I'd sit here and I'd killed three people and we were doing an interview and I was like, yeah, I used to kill people. I've done my time. I'm out of jail now. I get less flack than if I made a video talking about dating when I used to have a business that did webcam than I currently get, you know? So all I can do is understand that I was a younger man. I did the best I could at the time. And uh, I was trying my very best to survive in a very harsh world. And I, I, I understand now that a lot of the way I said things, I certainly shouldn't have said them that way, but none of it is criminal. Right. And it, again, has no bearing on your case today, but I want to literally no bearing. And it's conflation. Video is it's, being circulated yeah. without, like people think that video was shot last week. Correct. And that's what's so good because it's good to mention that because people are trying to conflate them because in the current case against me, there's no case. Mm-hmm. Everybody understands there's no case. We're now in a situation where if, the legal system's completely fair, then the case is over. So what they're trying to do is they're going to conflate with old videos of mine and they're going to try and muddy the waters and gaslight. And I will say that I am unhappy those videos exist and I will say I wish I never made them, but I won't say that I'm sorry because at the time I did the best I knew how to do. And I think think that's important for the young kids that are following you, especially the young men to know like I say, I always hope that they, I talk about the mistakes that I made and I, I probably wouldn't even categorize them as mistakes. It's just things that I did. And I, if I could go back, of course, I wouldn't do it. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. but it's important for them to hear that. You know, I'm not proud of that. Obviously I'm not Completely. proud of it. And, and that's why I never pushed them to the world. And that's why I never, you know, propagate them in any way. Unfortunately, there's a weaponized attack against me where they still exist. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do so be- so good to talk against them. I so he references Jay-Z. Bryson, you're a rapper. D- does that sell with you that, hey, I'm just like Jay-Z and if, if, if you know, I'm no different than a mob boss or what? everybody be more forgiving. Rappers can sell drugs. Why can't I do webcam? I mean, that's funny. Once again, this is objectively true what he said. Uh, there's multiple uh, mobsters that get billions of views on YouTube. They brag about how they kill 100 people. Uh, Jay-Z, the only thing about the interview is they said Jay-Z repented of him selling drugs. Nah, Jay-Z's just like Andrew Tate. There's no repentance. Jay-Z still brags about how he sold drugs and songs. Um, so I do like that part. But the last part is just pure pride and why I said he's a force for evil still. And Candace Owens co-signed it, which I thought was crazy, too. Uh, you know, it's like, 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 I did the best I did the best I could do. No. So now kids can think, like, well, if I'm struggling, let, let, let me go try to start a webcam mm-hmm. business or something like that. that. That's not the right message. I think even worse than that, he said it was the best I knew how to do. BS. There's no way exactly. you didn't know that was real. I agree. I agree. That, that's, again, why I call BS on a relationship with the dad. It, it, it's like the only thing you knew how to do was webcam. And, and again... It's like with my father, and again, he was definitely not the most sexually moral person, but 
There was a lot of other things he taught me that I could do other than webcam or selling drugs or, and, 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 and then it all becomes relative in terms of like his level of struggle. And he's defined it as, you know, he and his brother and his mom were in West London, the worst part of London or whatever. And, and that's where people like me was, okay, well, let me lay my resume down. Me and my dad were in a 400 square foot apartment and blah, 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 blah. And we were hustling food stamps and all that. Oh, I should have yeah, done webcam. You got a webcam business. And, and that's where it just falls flat with me. The, the, now, you, you took the father story as a part of the sales package. That was the part for me that I took because he hit it like two or three times in the interview. Kept going back, I'm like Jay-Z, I'm like Jay-Z. And now, you know, Jay-Z is popular in the rap world. He's popular in the cultural world. He's married to Beyonce, and that means so much to so many people. I saw that part as a part of the narrative of, let's make Andrew Tate a sympathetic mm-hmm. guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's just like, he's just trying to get by. He came from a rough beginning. What, what do you expect him to do? Start a webcam business. That's the best that he knew how to do. Now you look back on it and say, man, that was the craziest thing. Or I, I regret that I did it, but that was the best. I, I don't flow with that. If you're taking responsibility, say, hey, this was maybe the quickest way I could make money. All right, mm-hmm. that's what all the rest of the drug dealers like Jay-Z was. That's what they said. But I'm not going to look back and say, I guess this is the best I can do. No. Virgil, the other thing that I, I don't like about it is I've never seen Jay-Z, to my knowledge, uh, go anywhere and profess some sort of religious faith, whether right. Christianity, Muslim, Islam, what, what, Buddhism. I, I, I don't know. That's not a part of his brand. Uh, a part of Andrew Tate's brand is that he's converted to Islam. And, and so that puts you in a whole different lane. No? A- a- abs- absolutely, absolutely it does. And again, I, I think he's, there's, there's a lot of doublespeak in the course of the interview. Again, when you go on for three hours, you know, you, you're able to say one thing and then maybe an hour into it, you're saying something completely opposite. Um, he, he did a lot of that during the course of this interview. And, 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 as it pertains to the interaction where where uh, Candace was kind of co-signing for this, I, I began to smile because it looked to me as if maybe Candace, between between uh, Andrew Tate's British accent uh, and and all of his bravado and masculinity, uh, it looked like perhaps she was she was kind of drawn into uh, a lot of the a lot of the charisma. She was kind of feeling them too. So I just I, I looked at that and thought and was kind of disappointed because I respect Candace and she's able to kind of take a stand and, and, and be clear about things. And I, it was evidence in my estimation of maybe her, her inch deep biblical worldview that she's, that she's barely holding on to, uh, where she could, va- where she could co-sign for someone's poor behavior uh, and, and then excuse it because others had done the same thing too. I, I want to, inject this just in fairness to Candace. And this is, uh, I gotta be careful how I do it. Obviously, I love Tucker Carlson. His interview of Andrew Tate, in retrospect, pretty weak. Uh, And and I guess I'm grading him on a curve because in my, I'm catching up on Andrew Tate. I've had 
uh, TJ and uh, Royce and, and I can't remember, maybe even Bryson, try to get me to understand how popular Andrew Tate is. And, and I somewhat reject that because I'm just now figuring out who he is. And so I, I kind of put Tucker in that same lane. Maybe Tucker was caught with his pants down uh, and was a bit uninformed when he was interviewing uh, Andrew Tate. But I, I don't want to give Tucker that out. He's a high-paid, highly accomplished journalist. And so uh, as, as I and others perhaps criticize Candace, I do just want to say, you know, Tucker Carlson did a pretty mediocre interview with Andrew Tate as well. And one of the things I thought uh, when I was done watching this interview, I was like, man, if I ever interviewed Andrew Tate, and I told TJ this, I wouldn't go to Romania. I wouldn't be in the same room with him because this dude has an overpowering personality. And, 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 I don't, again, I can only imagine if he's made half the money that he brags about making, you're going to his home and you're sitting there seeing this palace and all the cars and perhaps you just kind of get caught up. And because that's, watching Candace, and I don't mean because I sincerely believe and have no no reason not to believe, Candace got a very happy marriage and, you know, on the third kid on the way and so I'm not saying anything uh, lurid or unprofessional happen. I'm saying that this dude's magnetic charisma and the setting and just how clever and smart, you have mm-hmm. to really be on your toes because he, 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 many, many times, I thought she asked a good question and then he just changed it mm-hmm. with his yeah. answer and just moved the conversation uh, someplace else. And you have to really be disciplined and seasoned to go, nah, 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 you're moving the conversation. Let, let's talk. Agree, she would then agree with whatever yes. she said, too. Yes. That was, I'm not going to call it a mistake. I just say, I just did what I he did. Dictated, he dictated the whole interview. By the way, did you know I was from the rough part of town? Just so you know, I, I grew up in the rough part of town. And <clears throat> the other thing, I didn't, I think Tucker, I had the same criticism of Tucker. I think Tucker did the same thing. They would let him off the hook as they ask the question. I know a lot of people think this. Here's what I would say about that. What do you say about that? And so it's like, you didn't even ask him a real question. He didn't have to think through it. You gave him the answer before he started. To be fair, Candace Owens was just defending Rihanna. Um, once again, I don't think Candace Owens is like super biblical. Uh, I thought she was getting stronger in her faith, but I mean, she was literally just defending Rihanna. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised that she viewed it as a more worldly point of view. I'm sorry, a friend or a fan? Uh, she, she just uh, defended Rihanna. Defended um, yeah, def- yeah, she, she just defended Rihanna on, uh, on YouTube. I meant through the whole interview, I thought she did that. Yeah, yeah no, I, I was saying that because I don't think she's like a super, like, biblical, you know, biblical person. I don't think she's asking the she's questions. She's an infant Christian, I think. Y- yes. And, uh, and uh, so, so th- that's my view on that and why some of the things she said um, seemed kind of soft. It isn't because they were soft. It's because she, I mean, y'all are asking something of her that's not really... Yeah. And did, did Jason, let me ask you this as a journalist. Yeah. What was the point, if you could, and I mean, this is your show. I just had a question. I got a journalist yeah. before me. What was the point of these interviews? Because yes. I was these, thinking. These. Oh, this one or, the, or Tucker? Both of, both of them. What was the, I'm thinking that they were, before Tucker's came out, there was clips. I was thinking that these were interviews to try to give him a platform to say, hey, 
I'm falsely accused, but both of them turned into... Andrew Tate Rehabilitation the, Tour. The story hour. Let, let's go through your life story and make you... What do you think, you know? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's... I'm a huge Tucker Carlson fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I consider Tucker a friend. So I, I don't... But, but, but someone pointed out over the internet, Andrew Tate's father was in the CIA... Tucker Carlson's father was in the CIA. Mm. And they draw that whatever conclusion you, you want of that. I, I, I don't know what to make of that, but, but I will say the, the, the point of Tucker and Candace, let's take Tucker first. He's started, he's been pushed out at Fox, $20, $30 million a year job. He's in a knockdown, drag out fight with Rupert Murdoch and the whole corporate establishment. He's trying to prove he doesn't need Fox News in order to be a mega star. Mm -hmm. So his agenda and goal is, I wanna do the most impactful interview I can on a social media platform to prove my relevance, traction, mm -hmm. financial viability. And so his goal is, let me go to Romania, do something with Andrew Tate, people are Googling him, he's interested, he's involved in controversy. I can get massive views out of this and show advertisers, business partners, look at how much potential there is here. So that's his, the main, he's doing something to benefit his business and the new position he's in, trying to get himself on his feet from leaving Fox. And so, in order to get the interview. I don't know what kind of deal had to be cut, but sometimes deals are cut when you're doing business and you're not on solid footing. And so, and when, particularly when you're going to someone's house in a foreign country. Sure. And this isn't, there's a lot of expense to this, you're taking a crew and blah, blah. And so you don't want Andrew Tate to cut the interview off and say, get out of my house and now you've invested this money, you didn't get what you came for, and so perhaps you go in on tiptoes, and, and you know, a, a, a lot of times, as a journalist sometimes, I, I would be very transparent with subjects of like, hey man, I, I'm not coming to hurt you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to hear your side of the story, and, and you know, to the best of my ability, we're gonna, uh, present your side of the story. The difference is, if that's the case, I would start out the interview telling the audience, hey, look, I'm not here uh, <laughs> to grill this guy. I'm not a prosecutor. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't know the details of the case that well, so I can't argue, but I just want to, I just, I'm here because I want to let, give Andrew a platform to tell his side of the story. And when appropriate, and there were openings, uh, particularly once I got more informed, about him, there were openings to push back that weren't followed up on, or maybe Tucker wasn't as prepped. So that's what I think is going on with Tucker. With Candace Owens, I think that she's at the Daily Wire in steep competition with a lot of guys that are having Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro. These guys are having a lot of success. Her uh, document, she's having a lot of success, uh, but in comparison to the guy she's competing against, the Daily Wire, 
and, and in comparison to Matt Walsh and What is a Woman, her documentary on George Floyd, a dud in comparison. And so she's doing business as well. Uh, and so I don't know this. Mm -hmm. This is just, there are people on the internet that say perhaps her husband knew Andrew Tate previously. These guys are both from the UK. She said at the beginning of the interview, hey, this is the first time I've seen you since we were at such and such, so there's a previous relationship. This is where, now I've already told you what I think about Tucker, and I've already been critical, so don't get upset when I say this, but do whatever you want, but she's a woman, man, and they're trying to do a man's job mm. with one of the cagiest, most formidable opponents you could have as an interviewer. She got dusted. Mm. I mean, it was a kickboxing contest, and he kicked the shit out of her. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. This Tennessee owner. I apologize. He, he, he beat her up in, in this interview and controlled the whole... It, you know what it was? It was Terrence Crawford and... Uh, what's his name? Errol Spence. Errol Spence. And after round one, Terrence Crawford was in total control of that fight, and Errol Spence was on his heel. Errol Spence always comes forward. That's what you think about Candace Owens. She just charges, tra backing up the whole, oh, you're great. Yeah, I, it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. You, you did nothing wrong. Uh, that's send a woman in to do a man's job. That's what you get. I know there's some women, Liz Wheeler, Ali Bestucky. Uh, there's some female podcasters, journalists that would have gone in there angry and full of information, and the interview would have lasted three to five minutes, or it never yeah. would have been granted. And so, because there are some women that would have wanted to do that interview and would have done it differently, but it, it, again, wouldn't have lasted five minutes, they'd been kicked out of his house and it would have been over and they'd have wasted a trip to Romania. I think Candace did a good yeah. job. Mm. Because I think she did something that Liz Willard didn't do. Go ahead. Is that Candace Owens did the thing that I've been telling people to do for the last two weeks. Even when we was on his space, that guy that was on there, he was literally lying about the case files and the indictment. Candace read the indictment for herself. Mm -hmm. And this is a very d important thing to do because it's not even a complicated indictment. It's just not. It's just not. That's why when that dude tried to give it to everybody, it was in a Google Doc that wasn't the real indictment. I was saying that, and everybody's like, Bryson is Bryson that. I'm telling you, if you read the indictment, this webcam stuff has zips to do with it. I'm talking about, like, literally zero. If you, if you don't understand the current events, I've been watching Andrew Tate for a while because I always thought he was degenerate. And I'm like, I got to make sure I'm informed about who this person is. So I probably watch 50 Andrew Tate videos. Everything that happens with Andrew Tate, I always pay attention to it and his brother. The, a girl claimed they kidnapped her. And then they had to get released because they saw the video. Nobody kidnapped her. She was chilling. She lied. Verifiably lied. Then after that, it ramped up. Now it's to this. Sex trafficking. If you read it, this is only from post-2021. And in the indictment, it says this. I'm talking I don't about, want to debate the indictment. No, no, no. I'm, 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 not, I'm not debating it. I'm just saying I don't think Candace Owens did a bad job. I think a lot of people that think Candace Owens did a bad job, I don't think they're, they're either new to Andrew Tate, or they haven't read the indictment. Now, there, there are some aspects about... Oh, hold for one up. second, though. This interview, to me, really wasn't even about the indictment. 
This that was, was about my, his. That was my perspective. Yeah, like, yeah. If, if, it's if not the last forty minutes were. You were hitting the two hours. She, she brought she, she brought it up early early on too. She brought it up and then they. But she said at the beginning we're going to get to that later because she right. wanted to give him a chance to clear his name. Yeah, my criticism yeah. would be for the first two hours. The last she threw out a few questions the last forty minutes, but on this let's tell all Andrew Tate stuff. I would have liked for her to question his positions and morality and where it comes from and why you did this and why it's okay and why aren't you sorry and she did none of that. Well, I, I think yeah. she did everything except for the why aren't you sorry part. But once again, I don't think. <laughs> Candace is the person. Like, if I was an interview editor, Tate, I'd be like, how can you not be sorry for this as a Muslim? Yeah. She's, let's just be honest. No, 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 she's no, no but, 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 but she's, I'm she's just saying, she's a mother of two kids and a third one in the oven, and he's selling his message and life story as a positive for young men. Yes. I, I don't think you have to be that religious to say, hey, 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 this doesn't add up. Yeah. And, and you're not sorry. And you don't have to be an expert on the Bible or anything, because I'm not. And, and, and be like, whoa, this doesn't this here is good for young men. I'm raising kids just as a mother. And so my disappointment, nothing to do with the indictment. I'm not an expert on whatever's going on Romania criminal wise. Just this guy is portraying his worldview and his life and his exploitation of women as some sort of positive and just I couldn't believe I'm sitting there watching a mother co-sign for this stuff that blew my mind mm. Virgil you wanted to jump back in yeah I've got a couple, couple of things I wanted to I want to throw out here um, you know I, I get we want to be fair to Candace I respect Candace uh, you know there, there's things that she's done um, in the media space that man I, you know I, I could only dream of I do I will say this she has she cut her teeth in that dog eat dog kind of fight uh, kind of uh, approach uh, on on CNN when she you know when she was dealing with uh, you know different black leaders uh, she would go to college campuses and and debate she's able to bring that out when she wants to uh, that was obviously not the case for this particular interview uh, the, the, the same the same the same could be said uh, for, uh, for for Tucker. Tucker just previously, we had just watched him debate all of the uh, or, or have a conversation with all of the presidential candidates in Iowa. Uh, he, he had no problem stopping people mid-sentence and addressing particular issues that they raised and he challenged them. Now, I'll give you this in that perhaps he was unaware of who Andrew Tate was in, in, from a study standpoint based upon age demographic. Like you, 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 you me, uh, Tucker, all around the same age. We're not as familiar with Andrew Tate, but someone we we, we are familiar with is is a, is a Kevin Samuels, right? Kevin Samuels was in this same kind of space and kind of manosphere space, saying things that were out of pocket, but but diagnosing things rightly, uh, getting getting the prescription and cure all the way off. And when he did. We, we, you know, we openly said it on this show, you know, you and Delano have addressed this particular issue. So I, I don't I don't want to give any of these folks a pass. You have a large platform. Uh, it's because you've been followed. And the reason you've been followed is because you're good at what you do. And both Candace as, as well as Tucker are very adept at doing what they need to do when the opportunity presents itself. So they they don't get a pass. Uh, they, they, they did poorly in, in this particular interview, and uh, we chalk it up to that, and we move on to the, to, to the, next, to the next issue. That was well said. Someone help <clears throat> fill in a comment here while I look for the next clip I want. My, my, my <laughs> criticism on the both, both of those, though, were if the 
if the interview was about the indictment, if the interview was about his guilt or innocence, like that would be the feature part. But the feature part, like you were saying, TJ, was let's just hear you tell your life story. Yep. And even if we were going to do the let me hear you, perhaps he's OK, perhaps he's going to say, well, I did this for this reason or they got this wrong, et cetera. If in the life storytelling this is wrong, then we can say, hold on, Andrew, wait, wait a minute. You did what now? And explain this webcam business. Like, how did this? Well, she did. I, I, I think the indictment was the main point of the interview, but she said at the beginning, you got to lead up there because Andrew Tate has a lot of claims against him. Sure. So if anybody brought up Andrew Tate on a podcast, even if the main goal is to talk about the indictment, of course you're going to talk about all the claims made about Andrew Tate. Duh. I mean, it's, it was two hours. I mean, that was, the only, that was a three-hour interview. Three, three, I guess three. if you go to Romania, you need three hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean you, your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do get that. <laughs> but I'm saying there was two hours of fluff, and it was she would be. It wasn't fluff though. It was some fluff because she was not critical. She, mm -hmm. it, she I, I don't think one time she said, "Come on, Andrew." Remember what? This she, is the truth over here. I, I didn't hear disagree. Really, the only thing she said is, I think you'll come to, you'll get, a, you'll get married. She was pleading, that was the closest thing I heard to a she disagreement. She was pleading with him about one of these days you'll get married, one of yeah. these days I can't wait. And then he later on says, well, yeah, I've got a few kids by a few different women. Like, that's a good point, Candace, to be able to say, wait, you got what? You know, why would you? I mean, look, this is not she's a mother, okay, of two with, I think you said third on the way. Yeah. And she let him off on saying, I can afford multiple different families because I can fly to different countries and be a dad to all of them. She never pushed yeah, back. Yeah, that's on dumb. That. And, 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm and like, come on, man. By the way, he has behind Islam when he does that. I mean, if you want to get super technical, in the Quran, it does say you can have multiple wives. But just to be clear, in Islam, that is discouraged. I study our religious, obviously, but it's very discouraged. That's why you don't see a lot of uh, Muslims with multiple wives. So Andrew Tate tries to hide behind that. That is that, that, that is just an but inaccurate thing. I would have liked for him to say that, and he didn't, because I don't think he's actually into his faith. his wives. He, he didn't say it's cool women. in Islam. It's cool. Here's why I do this. Here's what he, I can do. But he has Everything that comes out of Andrew Tate's mouth is a lie. Oh, but by the way, another point from earlier, he, 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 and I meant to say this earlier, but he was definitely close to his dad. His dad is the reason why he started kickboxing. His dad is the reason why he started uh, uh, starting chess. His dad used to take him to chess tournaments. There's newspaper articles. Uh, not to say he don't use his dad as a package deal, but he literally was close to his dad. If you talk to, I like watch a lot of chess players that played against Emory Tate. They tell you that he used to always talk about his sons, what, uh, giving them updates, his sons doing this in kickboxing, his sons doing this in chess. So uh, he did have a relationship. I don't know how close exactly, but it was a very steady relationship with his yeah, father. I've heard some anecdotes too, where he'll tell yeah. specific stories about, yeah. I was standing here and my dad said- I got that. anecdotes yeah. about me working out. I got a, lo a long laundry. I've seen you work out. I know. I got. A, <laughs> I, but is that the overall narrative arc about me and working out? Since I've known you, yes, it is. We're going on two years of you on that stairmaster. I can take Master. this shirt off and prove otherwise. <laughs> but but I, bet you, I, bet, I bet you lost a lot of weight though. I, yeah. I, you have. Jason, you're doing. I've been great. on this planet 56 years. <laughs> Can't judge me off the last 18 months. I'm just, <laughs> I got I got McDonald's seats for days. <laughs> but it's the improvement. It's the better. <laughs> I mean, uh, 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 anyway, uh, it, the the and this may be the last one uh, that we play. Uh, Tate is pushing young men towards God. This. Yeah. This, yeah. play that one. I'm far more embarrassed about old videos I made that were anti-God. I feel genuinely bad about those, much worse than that. So it's just- But that's I'm, not what you're selling to kids today. Absolutely not. 
I'm doing the absolute opposite. Right. I'm trying to push children towards religion. Right. I'm trying to push kids towards God. And it's amazing that I, I, it's amazing that I'm being attacked with these videos and I'm embarrassed by them. That's fine. But I'm glad my atheistic videos didn't appear. I'd be far more embarrassed. I'd feel genuinely shameful to watch those. Mm. But, you know, we're human and we make mistakes and all, all we can do is grow, like you said. Yeah. Um, trust me, I went through the conservative ringer too. Uh, the suddenly... What did they hit you she, with? All sorts of things. I mean, they hit me with an uh, old anti-bullying company that I was trying to put together based on something that I lived through when I was in high school. And they tried to say essentially that I was trying to dox people. I still have to answer for a splash page for an anti-bullying company that I tried to create with the most goodness in my heart. And they still throw it at me. She's a fraud. This is not what she actually thinks. I mean, I have to answer the conspiracy. Some things are even cr they're crazy. That you know, George is some George's father is somehow related to the Rothschild. And I, I mean, it, it gets crazy. And, and the bigger that you, the bigger your platform becomes, the more they dig into your history and they'll dig into ex-boyfriends. I mean, it, it never goes away. But I. I'm hardened to the process. I am who I am. I'm proud. I actually am proud of a lot of the things that I lived through, a lot of the mistakes that I've made because it made me who I am today. It's interesting you say hardened to the process because I think I am too. Because when I watch old content of mine or things I wish I didn't do or say, I will feel guilty or I'll feel shameful or I'll feel embarrassment because of me. I don't care what people think. Mm -hmm. I don't care. If, if some conservative wants to watch a video and make a video, I don't, I don't care. So... Uh, gentlemen, we got to be quick here because I got to I got to wrap this up. Virgil, I'm going to let you go first. Respond to that and squeeze in your final take on Andrew Tate. And, and that's going to be the show. Uh, and so 60, 90 seconds, two minutes tops. Yeah. A A Andrew Tate, if he's pointing people to God, he's pointing people to the God of self. Uh, the God that that he's created in his own image and in his own likeness. That's the God that he's pointing people to. His message has nothing to do with with a with a God who who came from heaven, you know, laid his life down on a cross and and bore his sins uh, that he needs to repent of and place his faith in uh, that that finished work. So that's what's going on with Tate. He's I mean, th there's a deeper conversation to have as to why so many young men are are looking to him as as masculinity rather than what what they should be looking at, which is biblical Christianity and biblical manhood. And that, that's a different conversation for a different day. But the only God that that uh, Andrew Tate is pointing people to is the God of Andrew Tate himself. He, he may be innocent of what he's talking about. It's possible. I have to give him that. Um, but this is no message of, hey, let's everybody turn back to God. Mm -hmm. This is look at what I've done or chase after the God of success. Um, there isn't a message of repentance. There isn't a message of, hey, I'm not I'm running away from that and everybody else needs to run away from that. No, he's still flaunting the cars and the women now. Like, hey, look at where I, I still am. I still got the cars and the women. So. Um, this was not a message about that. This is about Andrew Tate. I want to be careful because I don't like to bear false witness. And I'm not going to say he can't change or he hasn't evolved at all. But I keep up with him. He does not push a message of God currently. Not saying he won't in the future, but claiming that he pushes a message of God, even, even if he's talking about Muslim, uh, Islam, the Islam God. That is not in the Quran what he preaches uh, so he did. He needs to repent from that. So, I mean, that was just cap. <clears throat> I'm where you are. I think Jason, he, 
everything he says is just strategy for best response. Mm -hmm. It's it's that was a deflection from you know the the previous question. Oh, I'm not embarrassed by this. I'd be more embarrassed about this. Let's talk about this over here. By the way, I believe in God. All you guys like like that too, right? You'll you'll accept me. Virtually everything that he said in this interview, I think, was just a strategy to get you to like him better. Even with Candace, he's like, oh, it's not very often that I get corrected in real time. But yeah, I, I just got corrected. And I 100% agree with you. How many times did you hear him say, I 100% agree with you. I completely and utterly agree with you, Candace. Candace. Um, so <laughs> I just, it, I don't believe a word he says for that reason. It's all strategy. It's, if you're being authentic, then you allow people to see your sins, the dark side of you, the things you regret. And I never saw that once. There wasn't a moment of humility. There, there was not an ounce. I mean, this is where, and not to bring it back to Trump, but that is where I see, I don't see a lot in Trump. This, this, my, I, people who have this much pride, man, I struggle. There's not, you can't name one thing wrong with you, not one. There's not one piece of regret in your life, nothing you've ever done that you think, man, he, regret, he regretted the atheistic videos, but hey, you're human. He's not sorry for him. He's not yeah, sorry he's for not anything. Sorry for him. He, he, <laughs> said, he, said, he said specifically he doesn't apologize for him, right. even though he claims he wished he didn't do it. That's, that's oxymoronic in nature. That's right. That's right. I, I'm going to end on this with a prediction, or I wouldn't even call it a prediction, but if Andrew, and this, this video, this show is not done for... Uh, to provoke a response from Andrew Tate. Th that's not why we're doing it. I, I wanted to have a conversation because to some degree, I guess I buy the notion that he's influential and has influence over young people. And I, I, I want to provide them uh, an alternative perspective from five different people uh, so that we could understand Andrew Tate in full. And I wanted to uh, evaluate from five different perspectives, you know, the interviews he's done with Candace and Tucker. But, but I would say if Andrew Tate uh, responds to any of this, and, and he likely won't see it if you take him at his word, he doesn't watch any of this stuff. Uh, and again, it's not put out to provoke a response from him. But if he does, he will go nuclear and over the top with my insinuation that he's exaggerated uh, perhaps the influence of his dad on his life and and I'll let him have that and because again only he and his dad know that maybe his brother and mom know that for sure uh, but it is my speculation and it is this is my belief virtually everything he says is a lie and 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 I guess you can apply that to everything and including his court case uh, you know for for reasons I'm not proud of I know pimps I know what they sound like. I know how they think. I know how they operate. I've watched videos of him talking about ripping off men for hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars, he said. I know that game. I know people that play that game. Brilliant, charismatic liars, all of them. Exploiters of women, all of them. Uh, and just not someone, you know, having done a deep dive or as deep as I'm going to go, he's just not someone I can support or waste a lot of sympathy on. Maybe Romania is attacking him unfairly. Maybe. But I ain't going to lose any sleep over it. Uh, that's it. Cue up some harmony, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.
so divided Stop fighting and stand tall We used to be a nation, one united Now we're headed for a downfall Gotta let your light shine down What we need more than anything Get to 